Welcome, hunters, to Side Quest Episode Two. Um, today, uh, Toaster and I are talking about EVO, the Search for Eden on the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, uh, it's for uh, for me. It's been a game that I've loved for a long time. Actually, it wasn't mine. It's my brother's, but I played it more than he did. Um, and my brother still owns it, so. If anyone's trying to get that two hundred dollars sweet cartridge off of me, I don't own it. It's my brother's. Yeah. So, but I've played it many times. I have done just about everything, all the secrets and that kind of stuff. Um, I played it in a different way this time, um, a way I never tried before um, because I never cared to. But I did it differently this time. Um, toaster. So, ha- uh, but we'll just go into general impressions. How do you feel about the game? Um, well, are you uh, eating? Yeah, I'm eating because that's that, that's all this game is about. You eat and you keep eating, <laughs> and then you die a horrible death. And since you die, you have to go eat more, and then you become, and meat. then you die again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. So, your general oppression is eating. Yes, this game. It is. It, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a terrible game, and by all means. But it is very, as a very singular focus of gameplay. You kill, you eat, you survive. Yeah, there's and no it, there's no vegan slash herbivore option here. <laughs> and then if you're me, you die repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, general impressions, it was a neat game. I had to look up when this game came out because I was curious. It came out in 1992. Yep. And just yeah. for just for viewers' fun knowledge and toaster facts, uh, Toaster was two years old when this game came out. <laughs> Ninety-two, huh? Yep, I was four. Oof. Oh, also fun toaster fact: it was my birthday this week. Yay! I am twenty-eight. <laughs> Happy birthday! Do do do. I'll tell you right now, thirty sucks. I can imagine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not normally an age person, but I'm just going to say a lot of things in my life has changed at the age of 30. <laughs> um, so uh, gen- and for me, general impressions is I've always loved this game. I've always loved uh, the the gameplay is, is not one of the strong points for me. Uh, it's funny enough, even though I value gameplay so highly. Um, it's, it's more like the sort of goofy story for me on top of like I get to make my own animals essentially and test out different things and that kind of stuff it's it's kind of like playing dress up with evolution I think that was probably my favorite part was like picking a new part and saying oh what goofy crap does this do (laughs) right (laughs) oh we should probably explain what the game actually is Right, so EVO, The Search for Eden, is um, you start life as a fish, and you are tasked by Gaia, or Gaia, or Gaia, Gaia, really. It's got an extra A in there, though. It's like G-A-I-A for some reason. Yeah, so Gaia, which is the daughter of the sun, um, she is tasked with taking a champion with her to Eden, so... We would guess that she is Eve and looking for her Adam, if we were to take the analogy there. 
Um, and the strongest uh, creature to, you know, basically the, the, the survival of the fittest in the quotations, they actually use that in the game, uh, is a task of going through the ages of animals. And we're going through the, you know, the age of fish, the age of the amphibians, the age of the reptiles, and the age of mammals, all the way up until present day to... Uh, basically become Gaia's husband and live out life. Young me would it's, be eternally angry because young me knew what era you started off in. It'd be like the pre-Cambrian or something like that. And mm-hmm. now adult me, I forgot that. So any of you... No, it is, the, people, it is the pre-Cambrian, the Cambrian, the Mesozoic, the Cenozoic. Uh, ah. And the Cenozoic is split into uh, Ice Age and Post-Ice Age. Okay. So... Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm a paleontology buff, so I tend to like that kind of stuff. But um so basically you play as a individual creature that must basically adapt to survive. You you eat other creatures to gain evolution points to evolve different parts of your body to increase your attack power, your strength, your your health points. Uh, and, and then, your fashion and your fashion to um, basically get to where you're going uh, in the game and of course there is a story there is more of a story than you would expect in this game um, there it's a lot about conspiracy of evolution if you can believe that um, and yeah so you you basically go through the different eras of animals to reach modern man and become the modern man. So, and then whatever creature that becomes the modern man. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, the, the general impressions aside, like you, one of the things that you struggled with uh, toaster and I can see is the difficulty. So do you want to get into that? Yes. This is a hard game. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is a SNES SNES era game and a relatively early SNES era game, I believe, right? Right. So this is back when, since games couldn't be super long, or at least they hadn't figured out quite how to do super long games yet, um, they generally padded out the time by making them a little bit more difficult or a little grindy. Evil has both. <laughs> you have yeah. You have to eat a lot of things. Early on, it's, you're, you're relatively fine, but later on, you have to eat a lot of things to advance. Right. And this game... So, many many games now, when you, when you take a damage, this is especially apparent in, uh, if you've played Mario Odyssey yet. If you mm-hmm. take damage in Mario Odyssey, Mario flashes for a while, and you can kind of run around for, like, maybe two, two three seconds. Immortal. Mm-hmm. This game has no such thing. There is no invulnerability no. timer. You are just... You can get comboed to death by yeah, just something get, trapping you in the corner. Yeah, by design, you get stun locked. Plus side, you can also do this to enemies. So after playing a while, I felt a little more fair. I was mm-hmm. still frustrated, but it, it got a little bit better. Yeah. Um, that said, there <clears throat> are still some other difficulties and things that were challenging. Example of the bosses. If you try yes. to take on a boss early and you die, you get resurrected, but with less Evo points, and Evo points are what you use to evolve. 
Right. Downside, if you if you dive to a boss, that means you probably need more Evo points to evolve. So mm-hmm. the act of dying to a boss makes it harder to defeat that boss without more grinding. So it, it kind of feedback loops into itself. Right. Quite a bit, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Speaking um, of which, some bosses, holy cow. You can... Um, I'll give an example. Uh, so I'm guessing we're doing this. The no, sp- this whole episode is kind of a spoiler warning because. Yeah, yeah. The chance I, to play I with always us. forget to answer. Uh, for, I forget to say that this. If you are worried about spoilers in a game that we're doing on side quest, I'm sorry. We're spoiling the crap out of these games. So, so there's a boss that is a giant bee. Two of them actually. The first mm-hmm. one, the king bee and the queen bee. So the king bee. In order to keep him on the ground where you can attack him, or if you're just doing jump biting, you have to do frame-perfect jumps. Maybe not (laughs) frame-perfect jumps, but within a half a second jumps in order to catch him as he's going back up. And same thing with the Queen Bee, where if you manage to bite her in midair, she'll fall down and you can get maybe a bite on her, and then she'll immediately fly back up and throw four stingers at you. Yeah. You have about 60 health, and each stinger does about 15 damage. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't, if you miss that, you can, uh, she'll then dive at you. And if she hits you with this, it'll take another 20 to 30 damage. <laughs> Ooh. This yeah. is a rough that's game. Rough. And that's with maxed out everything I could afford at that point. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> one of the things that, uh, that I always find difficult is definitely the bosses in in the game and sort of the grind. Um, it's kind of hard to, for me to tell, although I did much better at it in this playthrough than previous playthroughs, uh, as to where you need to grind, right? Right. Because if you grind too early, you're going to get such little EVO points. Um, so in the Land of the Dinosaurs, Chapter 3, if you just stick around the first couple of areas you're not going to get much and dinosaurs is where the first time you start to hit like the 5,000 or 2000s like regularly for EVO points needed. So it's, it's, um, it's rough. Uh, yeah, it's definitely rough. Uh, if you don't have an idea of what to do, I assume you probably grinded too early in some areas. Yes. Um, Probably the fish zone. The fish zone is the easiest one to grind too early. There wasn't a great place to grind in the fish zone, unfortunately, I thought. Um, <clears throat> if you So you kind of eat as you go, and if you go for speed, there's those the, the level you're in a volcano where the, the, the yellow fish run away from you. Is that really the best place to grind? Yeah, pretty Ugh. much. Yeah. Or you can get in, you can focus on bite power and sort of <laughs> battle with the uh, the Dunkley Seatus, uh, mm. the the bony fish with the fangs. Oh, yeah. In the cave, they give decent points too, but they take a lot of health. They have a lot of health and they do a lot of damage because they are what the best jaw strength is in the fish zone. The only place I found that was easy to grind. Was you get to the amphibian area and there's a place where you find cockroaches, which don't appear anywhere else in the game, by the way. Yeah. Just that level. And they just rush you two at a time. And if you just stand still and you press 
the bite button with a rhythm, you'll always get both of them. Yep. And then when night comes, you just leave the screen because they'll start coming from the other direction. So I ground using a lot of cockroaches. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's a good place. I will point something out. Mm -hmm. Because I did it. I got through fish and amphibian while playing this on a cell phone. With touchscreen controls. Don't. Oh, man. Don't. Don't ever do that, anybody. I like I give bad advice on occasion because I, I think it's funny to give people bad advice on occasion. Don't <laughs> don't ever do cut screen controls in this game. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, no, you need precision. So let hard. me ask you this, because how far did you get? Did you finish the game or no? No, I didn't get I didn't beat the dinosaurs. You didn't beat the dinosaurs. Nope. Okay. I'm gonna have some information for you. I have watched a lot of gameplay though, because at one point, basically the beginning, at like being this week, I was like, and I'm done. Like after getting yeah. wiped for like the third time, I was like, and done. Where did you get wiped? Where, where, where was you? Just, where were you stuck? Um, I'm trying to remember. I think maybe it was a T Rex's. Okay. It was getting that point because then you're, you had to yeah, you're at the end. Ton. Um, so, uh, well, I think the best way to, you know, we'll just go into that with the story section. Um, so what do you think so far about the music? Now I'm pretty sure you encountered every single bit of music by the time you're through amphibians. So the music starts off nice. It was like, I hear it is like, this is really pretty. Oh, the world map music is pretty good. I even think the level music is good. The problem is, it is a looping SNES game. Yeah. Most of the space is spent on graphics. So, yes. for, I think, the entirety of the Fish era, there is three songs. There's the world map, underwater, yeah. and then a boss fight. And that's it. Yeah. And I believe that boss fight's the same for every boss fight. And... There, yeah, it's true. Every world falls ends up following that same pattern of, I think, with the exception of when I was watching Twitch streaming and there's a special area you can get to in the dinosaur stage. Um, every mm-hmm. era only has one track. It just changes slightly in pitch as you get into certain levels. Um, there is so there. There's a. I enjoy a lot of the songs, but there's one that actually does get on my nerves. And I know uh, it appears very frequently in Dinosaur Land, actually. Um, hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think which one it is. But basically, it's it's very fast-paced, but at the same time, it's very... Um, the, a lot of them are slower-paced, but this one is really fast-paced. And it's got like a uh, a lot of the higher pitches on the the sounds they make. It's I know it's not really describing it well, but basically it's as far as repetitiveness goes. This one is the king of repetitiveness because the tune itself is repetitive, and then you'll loop that repetitive tune. And it just yeah, and if that you're one grinding, I don't. Like. You have to listen to it the whole time, right? And no, um, there's no way to turn it off. <laughs> and granted. I actually really like a lot of the music in this game. 
and I've been whistling it since I've been playing it too. <laughs> uh, but I did finish this game maybe halfway through us doing our allotted time to play the game. Okay. I think I took maybe two or three weeks and I was done. Um, and that was me beating it uh, again with my new way of playing uh, it. So um, not really much to say about the music other than it loops. Uh, I feel that most of it is good. Um, I think you're wrong about the fish world though. There is separate music between outside of caves and in caves too. Mm, That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So it's more of a serene thing outside of caves. Um, then there is like this sort of like a foreboding scary music in caves, but that, that scary music kind of comes up in any sort of cave really. Um, any cave has that sort of music. Uh, and then there's also actually another one that happens after you beat the shark, uh, which is the happy we victory music, um, which oh, yeah. you don't hear for very long. But <clears throat> there's that. <clears throat> and that loops. That's that's at the whole world after you beat it, too. Oh, yeah, that's that. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> generally that happens just anytime a npc talks to you about happy things yep um yeah and there's there's a lot of reading in this game because there is a true story it is a true story driven rpg um there is characters and stuff to talk to not just gaia i do have a comment about that the story though by the way uh-huh well we have a section for story oh that's right right um so um, sort of like the meat of the fun of this game is for me is the, 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 the evolutions and that kind of stuff. And this is kind of based on real world stuff. Everything that you can evolve comes from an ancient creature that has been found. Oh yeah. If you Google, which I did end up doing a couple of times cause I didn't want to look up a guide, but I was still curious. Mm-hmm. Any part, just Google the, 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 you know, the word I couldn't remember the, t- the type of word I was trying to say, but Google the word in front of the part name. Mm-hmm. And it's linked to something real. Yeah, yeah. The, everything you are evolving. So, like, for instance, in the in the fish area, you can evolve your jaws, your hands and feet, which are your fins, your body, uh, your dorsal fin, and your tail and horn. Uh, and then through the different areas of the game, certain things lock and unlock. So, for instance, you can never evolve your hands and feet again after the fish area. Um, that never happens again. You could always evolve your horn and your jaws, uh, and your body. Um, and then also the dorsal fin goes away after amphibians. No dinosaurs, dinosaurs, last time you could do it. Um, but that kind of stuff. And these all affect stats on you like RPG stats. There's bite power, there's speed, there's charging power, so there's a charge attack where if you, it's weird. You have to charge and then you press A, which you have to press normally, A. I thought you just slammed into him. No, you you press. You could if you have a horn, you just slam into him, right? Uh, and it stabs him. But horns break after three hits. Certain right. horns do. Most, most horns do. On that note, no. Unless you're a speedrunner, don't evolve horns. Just don't. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're, they're entirely useless to the battle plan. Normally, you're going to be using your bite, which is Y, and then X to swallow your meat. You can still bite the meat uh, and get the points, but uh, swallowing uh, will pick up multiple things at once, too. There is one way, however, to make your main style charge attacks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you did this yet. I'm assuming you did because you said you've done this game multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. When you get to reach the dinosaur world, there are ways of divergence, kind of like real world. You know, things can diverge back and forth between things. Oh, yeah, yes. Hold off on that. Okay. I, that's in the secret section. Is it? I thought it was kind of obvious, but all right. No, it's not because you have to do some really crazy stuff to do that. You have to actually read the text and that kind of stuff. All right, in that case, I will hold off. Yeah. Um. Uh. Th- no. There's there's a couple things like that actually. Um. Uh. We'll we'll get to that later. But basically, okay. yes, there is a style that favors charge attacks in the dinosaur land. Um. So basically, you charge and you press A right at the end, and you sort of, uh, depending on the animal you are, but most likely a fish, amphibian, dinosaur. Uh, and mammal you're going to be charging and then you hit a they kind of open up their mouth right Hmm. and and that's a charge attack um there's a different style of doing it we'll get in later um you know there's that kind of stuff your jumping power uh is not just your height but how much damage you do when you land on something uh the tail is pretty much the deciding factor of your jumping power almost um and your body shape and size and that kind of stuff so what you end up doing is, you like, uh, for me, for the fish zone, I got the best jaws with the Dunkleosteus, which they're not called that. There's like Zichthyosaur or something like that. Um, they're the most expensive. They're 800 EVO points. You get the large body with the scales. You get, uh, I normally get the horn. For the horn, I normally get the lantern because some of the fish are stupefied by the lantern. And you can just eat them. Oh, I did want to point that out. Um the evolutions in this game are not linear. You do not just buy the most expensive one and you're good to go. No, yeah, there's there's ones you don't want to buy the ex- most expensive one. Um, and um, a good example of this is in Amphibian World. Good luck biting that uh, bee when you can't uh, when you can't jump high enough to grab her, and your jump barely takes you forward at all. Right. I use the invincible tail in the amphibians. That has, the, I think, the highest jump. But they don't tell you that. You have to experiment. Yes, there's no place to see stats unless you Google them. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um, basically, you're just <clears throat> doing different evolutions to tie to stats. Um, they actually give you, with each chapter, they actually give you the approximation of how many millions of years these things were go, going to. So this is actually a pseudo-educational game. Not very, like, educational, like, you know, you'll know everything about evolution once you play it. But there will be things you will recognize, you know, like, in science class playing this game, uh, as I did as a kid. Yep. Uh, um, They are as accurate as possible with almost everything in there as far as, like, you know, the creatures, what they are, what they look like, you know, to their knowledge. Um, So, yeah, so... This game does a lot of a lot with evolution, uh, a lot with 
uh, sort of experimenting and having fun with evolution. You can have like uh, you can have let's say we go to dinosaur land. You can have a T Rex mouth with Triceratops horn and frill. Uh, yeah, back of the head is one of the categories too. I forgot. Uh, so the triceratops like horn and frail with t-rex jaws and you have like a long neck and four legs <laughs> with like a brontosaurus tail and a dimetrodon dorsal fin like i mean you can just like mix and match and make some sort of weird concoction that you like um there's ways to min max you know all of your you know as much stats as you can or that kind of thing but for the most part, the game's a lot about experimentation on what works and that kind of thing. Um, I th- I, like I said, I, I still think it was really cool that they used real uh, yeah. part names. Because they could have just been like <clears throat> Jumping Tail and Running Tail and, you know, been real vague with it. But instead they went to go with actual names of things you evolve. Right. impressed me. So, um, moving on from there, the story. I now, have a thing to sto- say, so go on first. Okay, so, as we said, the, the setup to the story is Gaia sets you on a quest and you're a fish and blah, blah, blah. You don't get a lot of story in the fish world. You get some... Like, oh, who's this newcomer? He's such a tough guy. We're going to beat him kind of stuff. Which is whatever, right? Not, I mean, pretty much just nothing. It's fluff. Um, Until you get to the first boss, which is a shark. Now, you have just met the early sharks uh, before seeing this boss. The first time you see him is just before the boss. Sharks are nasty. They're fast. They do a lot of bite power. But, and they can combo you. And they can combo you, yeah. Um, but all in all, the sharks aren't really that hard, and you only are required to fight two before you go. Before you go, because you could just actually swim at the top of, of the, the surface of the water, and they won't get you if you just sprint the whole way. Right. Um, but... So you get there, and the shark is like, you know, we're the masters of the domain. Or Actually, just before the shark, there's like these sponge things, and they talk to you. And these sponge things, they want to release oxygen in the air for the plants and the bugs that are on land, uh, that are going to be on land. But the sharks are keeping them down and not letting them, because the sharks don't want things to change. So you go in there, and the shark is like, I'm the boss around here. I'm not going to let you you know, do this to the whatever uh, zygomites or whatever they're called. I don't, I made that up. Whatever the sponges are that release the air. Um, And the shark is like, I'm going to stop you. So you fight the shark, which the shark is a tough fight. I, I, uh, as far as like uh, uh, power to boss goes, I think the shark is probably one of the most unfair ones, Um. which sounds weird, but I did want to make a side it, note. I, I thought it was kind of neat that, uh, you know, you could almost equate the whole sharks not letting people uh, adapt and evolve and move on. It's kind right? of like the whole, like, uh, gas automotive industry. No, you can't change the world for the better because uh, we like being on top. Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what the shark is. 
So <clears throat> you have to fight the shark. Um, he does a ton of damage, even uh, in your most possible armored state in the fish end. I think you still can take 23 damage from a charge attack by him and yes. thir- 13 from being bitten, which at this point, I think 50 or 40 is your max. I know you can survive two combos. Yeah. And he'll tail slap you too, which is also 13. Um, so the what you're supposed to do, and it's so weird, you're supposed to bait him into hitting a wall and he gets stunned. Then you sit there and bite stun on him as much as you can without getting knocked away. So you let him hit the wall, you bite, you bite, you bite, you bite. Now, the problem is you move forward when you bite. Eventually, you're going to have to disengage and then start <clears throat> the process over. Yep. Essentially, you're just stun locking the boss. So you get done, you kill him, they start releasing oxygen in the air, you jump up on land... Gaia says, okay, now creatures are moving onto the amphibian world, and she evolves you into an amphibian, and you start from scratch. Can I quickly tell, tell you about the AG, the uh, speed runway of, of beating that shark? Sure. Uh, there's an area at the top of that cave where there's a little, mm-hmm. there's a little dome, mm-hmm. so he can't get out of it super easily, and... Uh, the second he's up there, he can't charge you very easily. You swim right below him, and you just repeatedly dash attack into him from below. Huh. And just bump okay. him. Because you can get a horn that doesn't break in the fish era. It's the only one that doesn't break is in the fish era. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and you can just constantly ram him with the horn over and over again, and he'll die without ever touching you. Hmm. They did well, that within four minutes of starting the game. It took me an hour to... <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah well they just sort of speed run with that one horn i bet right? um yeah they they do quite a bit of ridiculous things it's worth taking out sometime I, I will at some point <laughs> um so from the amphibian stage you kind of have like a, a you, you you walk into a situation that isn't so great you have Basically, the amphibians are having problems because they're basically living in a desert. With a dictator. With a dictator, which is the whatever. He's the giant amphibian. Yeah, there's a word that he calls himself. That's a scientifically enabled word. I don't remember what it is. Right, it is an actual creature. Um, So you have to fight this, this giant amphibian to basically understand what's happening next. So it's like, as far as it goes, it's like the most. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> um, it is the most. Uh, I'm trying to think. That threw me off. Sorry. That, I guess just did a piece of art that's pretty funny and send it to us um you you beat this dictator to just to find out what's going on and the that fight isn't too hard you just don't want him to jump on you he's super easy to, to bite stun um, he sits at like bite height if you just get on one ledge you can just kind of keep biting him right um so you beat him 
And then you're informed by uh, an elder of the amphibians with a with a young one that uh, the father has disappeared, and you need to go looking <clears throat> for him. I do so have you, a thing to mention about this. Yeah, it is kind of secret, but not like super one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he walks up to you, you can attack them. Yes, you can. You can attack almost any NPC. Uh, downside: if you eat this NPC. I believe it insta kills you. Actually, it does because <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> like, it does. It gives you like something thousand negative EVO points and kills you. It's so weird. Um. Uh. So what what happens then is you go to you go to this cave that is supposed to be like where the king bee is. You find out basically the thing's a desert because the bugs keep eating everything. They're keeping the amphibians down by keeping the food supply down. So you're like, okay, King, we're not okay with this. We got to fight you. And you find uh, the the father. He comes out of the cave, and he's like, I sac- you know, I tried to negotiate with him, but things didn't go out. Well. By the way, he has a stinger sticking out of his back. Oh yeah. Uh, and he lays down and he says, "Use my body to, you know." Uh, further your cause I, I know you know use my strength or whatever it gives you a lot of EV point, EVO points I think it's like a thousand or two thousand yeah it's like some that. ridiculous amount it's well enough to sort of finish off whatever build you had um, I used to just fully grind for everything I want in the first couple levels in the old ways I play it now I just sort of blaze through it until I found a decent enough spot to grind but I didn't grind as much as usual in this game anyways you go in there you fight the bee find out there's a queen you basically trudge through the actual desert and then get to the queen killer yay the plants are saved they can flourish yay you'll move into dinosaur land dinosaur land um you start Uh, to realize you forget this whole time they've they've been kind of talking about crystals in the background yeah, they sort of hint towards these crystals. You don't really know what's going on with them. But basically, the idea of the crystals is they are affecting evolutions in ways that were not expected. And that's why we have these gigantic bees and that kind of stuff. Because I don't think any of the bosses are actual real-world things. Uh, the shark kind of was. I'd... The shark is... Maybe the bees are. <clears throat> and the dinosaur bosses are. But, I mean... Basically, you get the idea that through the power of the crystal, they are oppressing other creatures and trying to keep things the same. This is this is how all the bosses are in this game. They are trying to keep the world the same. Because everybody wants to be the apex predator. Right. <clears throat> so you get to dinosaur land. Um, again, you're <clears throat> like, okay, let's just get through this. Um, there's a Styracosaurus, and she has a missing baby. You have to kill an amphibian, which is a giant frog, get the baby back, and then the baby tells you, they tell you a secret if you go back, and that secret is to take a leap of faith off of the highest rock. Really? Uh, and such, such, yeah. So, if you listen to that secret, um, which by the way, you're going through, you kill like uh, early dinosaurs, and then you get into like stegosaurs and brontosaurs and that kind of stuff. Brontosaurs are really funny. Because they have, uh, what is it, like 50 or 60 health. 
they but also don't really don't... hitboxes. Yeah, they're not they're not really great on hitboxes. But um they have a lot of health. Uh but if you manage to kill them within three hits, they will never attack you. Once you hit one if damage one three times, then it'll attack you. So they're actually kind of, if you have the enough power, they're really decent <clears throat> to farm. I was assuming <laughs> so as could you do the bite, the bounce off their head without aggroing them? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, side note. When you start the dinosaur age, you are given, like every other age, you always kind of reset to zero Evo points and get no evolutions. Right. Um, the beginning dinosaur is the saddest, lumpiest lizard I've ever seen. It is just, it is a horrible looking thing. You are this fat inept purple thing. It is so funny. Um, I have a, I have a good comparison for it. Uh, did anybody watch Land Before Time? <clears throat> you remember that slow one that didn't talk and just was kind of a burden on everybody else? Spike. <laughs> yeah. You are basically Spike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways. You know, you're evolving, going through all this stuff. You get this secret from the Styracosaurus. And this is one of the secrets I wanted to get into. If you jump off of this highest thing, a leap of faith, it's it's a, it's a rough getting up this mountain. There's a lot of pterodactyls that basically grab you and throw you off the side. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, this I have seen. Okay. Yeah, so you get to the top, you take a leap of faith, which is literally you just jumping off the top of the mountain to the <coughs> left. Um, or the, I'm pretty sure it's just the left. Mid fall, you evolve into a pterodactyl. Uh, you start over all over again. So if you fully ground up to that point, you're, <laughs> you're gonna miss out. Now this is the one that does the different charge because you can actually fly with this one. Yes. Uh, and you can do. I think I maxed out my charge at like thirty-five damage or something like that. Something insane like that, because I this is I never played the 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 bird that way. I've always played with uh, Tyrannosaurus jaws and biting, even as the bird. But I never charged like the the bird is better at. Yeah, the charge is ridiculously strong. Right, and that's basically it's it's best uh, thought. Now, um, there is a bunch of secrets <laughs> if you go up as the bird there's a storm cloud that you can get sucked into yes in the dinosaur land um now previously there was other things that that did this but there's these red crystals throughout the game and there's one that's required to get that basically turned you into something that is an actual like animal that you would recognize that kind of thing crazy thing is the storm cloud it turned you into a dragon yes no breath attacks. Right. The dragon is super powerful, and it's a flying, you know, it's it's flying just like the, the bird, but it's just weird. But if you go up, you actually encounter aliens. <clears throat> uh, if you manage to get up there, and there's another green crystal up there, but basically, you know, anything that's trying to oppress other things is has a green crystal, and you, there's a green crystal up there. Um, so you can become a bird or you can stay a dinosaur if you don't choose to do that secret. Then you kind of sort of cross into the last ends of the, to the map. And then you start fighting some of the T-Rex stuff. There's now the final. Oh, wait, go ahead. I'm thinking about the area. Go on. 
<clears throat> you start fighting some smaller T-Rex, basically you get to the T-Rex, uh, and the boss fight is really just surviving the T-Rex for X amount of time until the meteor crashes and kills all the dinosaurs. It is a very sad cutscene. It is a cutscene where you're seeing all the dinosaurs dead while it plays the sad music in the game. Also, uh, guess what the last dinosaur you see is? Yeah, it's the Cyracosaurus and the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't she think... Get, Gaia basically pulls you out before anything happens. <laughs> so you don't get to evolve to a mammal before you get shoved into the mammal age. It's basically... We gotta go right now. Right. You are then given by the spirit of the Styracosaurus the choice to remain in a mammal or remain a reptile or become a mammal. Remaining a reptile is rough on you because you will take damage from being cold. Really? Mm-hmm. Did not know that. I don't I don't think I've ever successfully done it. I don't know if some people have. All I know is that you shouldn't. Hmm. But if you choose to be a mammal, you start over. You basically become a rat. Hey, rats. Um, and then the mammal has the most evolutions. You can. This is the one where it's the most confusing on what you can do because the most expensive jaws, I think, are rhinoceros jaws, and they do three damage. Yep. And it's Meanwhile, like, the oh. horse jaws do like 30. <laughs> Yeah, there's the fierce, the horse, like all sorts of stuff. Um, you go through the Ice Age, and Ice, Ice Age is where the story gets loopy. Mm-hmm. So you have to, basically, the Yetis are the one oppressing everyone else, but you have to find a way to get to the Yetis. Oh, um, so, <clears throat> are the yes. Yetis first? No, they're not. You have to find a way to get to the Yetis, so then you run across the Mammoth Brothers. <clears throat> and defeating the Mammoth Brothers will allow you access to the Yetis. So you defeat the Mammoth Brothers, which the Mammoth Brothers are just a bunch of... It's one of the weird boss fights where you fight the same thing three times in a row. It's a pile of hit points. Yeah. Um, and they're elephants. They're, they're mammoths, really. They're small for being a mammoth. But anyways. And they shoot bubbles out of their nose and charge. Very weird fight. <clears throat> but basically, they're being jerks. The mommy or the wife or whatever it is, the purple elephant comes out. You can fight her to get EVO points, but basically, you don't need to. Yetis come down. They're oppressing. Uh, they don't want the Ice Age to change. They want to keep it cold forever. Yada yada. No, I'm wrong. I'm missing a boss. There's significant yeah. amounts of bosses <clears throat> in this game. Yeah. No, like, basically there's another boss that you have to get carried up. It's the bird? Yes. So, yeah, you climb up, a, you go to this strange pillar. A bird flies down and grabs you and says, Ha, another slave, and brings you up into its tower. And it's an actual, like, castle in the sky type of situation they've made this like almost right. egyptian style pyramid and it's a <coughs> maze it's one of the few mazes in the game and at the end you're greeted by this bird emperor spellcaster thing 
So this is when the evolution is not quite right becomes very apparent. Right, yeah, this bird is not what it's supposed to be. It's also a very intelligent bird. It's also the first time, uh, the second time in the game that you're faced with a choice to either join the bad side or keep doing what you're doing. The T-Rex is asking you this the end of the Dinosaur Age. If you pick the other choice, it's a game over, but they give you like a nice little cutscene of like, this is what happened to the world. Yeah, it starts off nice. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you joined them and you ruled the world. And then the asteroids came and you died. <laughs> yeah, uh, basically. <clears throat> so there's, um, there's you know, all these opportunities. The bird asks you to join him. You say no. You kill him. Uh, and then that also... It's weird. So the they may must allow you access to the bird. The bird allows you access to the yetis. <laughs> the yeti yeah. is one of the weird ones. So you come across the basically the daddy yeti <laughs> and you fight him. And then the baby yeti is like, oh, no, you killed my daddy. And then mommy yeti hears. Mommy yeti is tough. She's a tough fight. There's a way to cheese her that I normally did, but I didn't do it this time. She's- basically, you trap her in a corner and kick her to death. <laughs> oh yeah, you get a kick ability. Yeah, you get a kick ability as a mammal, um, which is the A actually. Uh, the A does nothing except for charging up until mammal age. Wait, does A, so you, a do charging? Yeah, yeah, you charge and you hit A. That's the. Oh, I, I talked about that earlier. That's how you. I do thought the you charge and just hit the attack button. No, you charge and hit A. That and that's explains how you do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would have been great information to know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. uh, anyways, you kill Mommy Yeti, you traumatize Baby Yeti, it gets away, and then you move on to the next <coughs> stage. Oh, yeah. You're... The next stage is kind of linear. You kind of run into some other things. Um, but you forgot you to can do it. Uh, Mommy Yeti is a little endowed. Oh yeah, mommy. Yeah, mommy Yeti is, uh, yeah, endowed is what we'll say. Um, very interesting. But the sad music plays, and you know, you get to see the traumatized baby Yeti scream "Mommy and Daddy" as it runs away, and scream "Mommy and Daddy" as and it runs three feet and says "Mommy," and then just runs three feet and says "Daddy." You have to, you know, exit because they're all text boxes. So you have to sort of dismiss them as they go, and you have to dismiss it like at least fifteen times. Uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, let's, but you get the impression that it's a traumatized kid. Don't forget, this is a SNES era game, so story wasn't <clears throat> like its strongest point. <laughs> it's interesting. I th- I will say that it's an interesting one. <clears throat> so we've kind of mentioned all the secrets up to this point. I'm going to skip a few secrets uh, and sort of end it. Oh. So you kind of go very linear throughout the game at this point. Do a lot of this. There's one little branching path that involves a secret. But basically, you go through different mammals of the later uh, post-Ice Age stuff. So you get to run into Smilodons or saber-toothed cats and that kind of thing. Moose. You run into a lot of modern-day mammals. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the real world. We were talking about resembling the real world where... Uh... In, in real world, oh, yeah. once mammals came, like stuff started evolving real fast. <laughs> right. 
<clears throat> well, that, and if you notice, like, all uh, the maps throughout the ages, the they are the world. So you have, like, Pangea during the dinosaur age, and you have, like, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're actually in the modern, this last age, you're actually in the modern-day formation of, like, North America, you know, South America, Europe, Asia, Australia, and that kind of stuff, Africa, too. You're actually playing across those things. Uh, there's a bit of a weird. There's a sidetrack, and I I don't know, I don't know how important it is to do the sidetrack, but basically you're trying to save the whales. It is. I I think it's good because whales are awesome, but that's just me. <clears throat> well, I think that the doorway, the ability to get to the end of the game, is blocked by not helping the whales. I think you have to. Really? Okay. Did not know that. I think I've always done it. I could be wrong, but basically you have to fight this giant fish monster. Just like basically the fish are trying to retake over from the whales and it's this uh, swamp monster looking thing. You got to fight and it's, it's a tough fight because it turns the whole screen black and you kind of have to guess where he's at except for this little light bubble. Not an easy fight, but you save the whales, you get to the tower <laughs> and, uh, you get to uh, the doorway, and there's a there's a human there, a giant caveman, and you have to basically beat him because he was told not to let anyone in. You get through the tower, and then there's a there's a boss that's a monkey, but it's like a Sasquatch. Yep. But he's got bo- boxing gloves. So and I want to point out. Mm-hmm. Um. Apparently, a lot of people believe this, and I I'm inclined to believe that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. The Yeti that ran off is that Sasquatch. It is not him directly. He is a descendant of him. Okay. Because uh, he actually tells you that. Oh, does he? Okay. I think most of the videos I saw, <clears throat> they just mashed past the, the text boxes. So I right. missed that particular one. <clears throat> this can be a difficult fight, but as any fight, you just learn how to stun lock it and move on. <laughs> So then you get to the end of the game where you encounter dinosaurs again. And these are evolved like uh, Martian looking dinosaurs. Big blue eyes, big heads, skinny bodies, and they're green. Oh, yeah. I forgot, forgot to mention all throughout this journey, you keep running into pockets of little dinosaurs that have survived. And they're always like, yeah, oh, my God, true. we've been found out. <laughs> yeah. Um so you basically fight off these dinosaur things. They're working for you to figure out is sort of like the big bad boss, Jublex. And Jublex is basically an amoeba. He's like the lowest form and he's like the ruler of it all now. Um, he has a very phallic design though. He has an arm that reaches out that has, looks very phallic. And it's very unfortunate, but hey. Also the area you're fighting in looks like a lot like it being in cell walls. And his inside That's contains true. all the uh, mitoplasmins and. Uh... Now this is a true boss fight. You do have to fight him, but you have to fight. There's nine like smaller spheres inside of him that spit out randomly, depending on which time it is. And they're different bosses or different enemies from the different eras. So it's sort of like a, a refresher course on everything you've been through. Uh, you beat him. You are Gaia's champion. You move on. That's the gist of the story. Now, what I want to talk about secrets is one of the bigger secrets is that you can actually turn into a human in the uh, last stages of the game. Yes. And that secret is told to you by finding the dinosaurs in the forest that you were mentioning. Okay. 
they tell you the secret. They they tell they talk about something with the body of this with the jaws of a cat. Oh yes, um, I looked and it if, up and I can't remember what it is now. Right, but if you evolve to those two things, you can no longer evolve to anyone else, anything else. Or once you pick, no, you can then become the romiscus body or whatever that turns you into a monkey. You turn into a monkey. And then once you become a monkey, you can't evolve anything else. You just say evolve further, evolve further, evolve further. Basically, you then become man. That's a secret that's in the game where you could just beat the game as some sort of compilation of a mammal. This is also something new I did in this playthrough. I never beat the game as a man. I never even became a man before. Nice. So, yeah, there's a long-winded explanation of the story, but I think it's just good to say how crazy this thing was. Um, like, I've always loved this game, but... You also forgot the other interesting final twist in the <clears> story. <throat> I don't know if you wanted to cover that now or later. You can. So, the ultimate final twist, the thing about the weird crystals and why certain things also need to seem to be getting direction and why the reptiles uh, resembled aliens at the end is because aliens. Uh, you actually yes, find out true. it is because of aliens on Mars we're observing. And also throughout the game, you hear, quote, strange whispers from above. And it turns out mm-hmm. these things on Mars were subtly manipulating the evolution of the planet in order to kind of help it succeed. Right, but in, in turn, they were just harming it. Say that again? So, yeah. They were harming it. I accidentally oh, yeah, yeah. admit that, that they were wrong. Because uh, I guess each crystal was an attempt at them trying to do it proper. And then when you right. won, they're just like, oh, whoops. I mean, we were trying to fix it. Right. <laughs> Which I thought kind of made sense in a neat way in the fact that, you know, Earth is, uh, you know, the sun's daughter, right? Yes. So in my thought, it was that, oh, well, maybe Earth is the newest one. Mars already got to that point. And so Mars was just eager to help another planet earn its place. Right. I don't know if that's true, but I think that's a nice touch. Right. No, yeah. And that's basically the game. Yeah. It's a neat game. It was... The gameplay itself kind of lacked in some places, but I think with all the secrets and the attention to detail and just the, you can tell somebody on this game loved this game and they wanted to make it something good. Yep. I, we didn't mention the beginning, but this is made by Enix before they were square Enix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese company. Um, so I don't know where the rights lie in this game. I don't think we'll ever get a sequel or that kind of thing. I think it's just, its own little bubble in in gaming history. So, first one, how long did it take you to beat this game? Uh, I didn't really measure the hours so much. I don't know. It was probably under 10. Would you like to know what the current speed run is? Sure. 51 minutes. Wow. That's <laughs> quick. <laughs> and that's staying pure mammal, of course. But, you know, you can do... The bird route's not too much slower. I just thought that was a really cool, like, watching it get done, I was like, okay, despite all the flaws in gameplay, people get really good at this game. And Right. 
I will say the music does get better in the later chapters, I think. Hmm. Yeah. There's carryover. Mine, the annoying song is, is present in the later stages too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And also every boss fight you ever fight starts with bow now, no, no. And then it does its speech and then it cuts to the boss music. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of monologuing by bosses in this, but I liked yeah. it. It was, it was fun, even though it was frustrating and mind destroying. Like, I hated fighting those bees. Fighting them on the <laughs> phone, I nearly threw my phone across a working operations floor. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, please do not play this on the phone. Please do not play this on the phone. Like, I, I can't play it on the phone. I, I'm yeah. pretty decent at it. I fired up my SNES and my completely legitimate copy on the computer <laughs> and then tried playing it more. And having to fight the bee was still infuriating, but slightly less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there there's all sorts of little moments in this game where you know different monsters or monsters or creatures talk to you and it's like okay that's a cool bit of lore or that kind of stuff but it's it's it, to me it's fascinating how they tie it all back to real world things too so it, i don't know it's just it was an exciting game that sort of scratched that nerdy like dinosaur itch in me uh, as a kid and I still like it to this day. I kind of wish there had been a sequel, but a lot of people say that Spore was supposed to be that. Uh, no. Spore is not that. Um, Spore is very different. There are a number uh, of games that are Flash games on the internet that are probably better sequels. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, one thing I did want to point out, and this is something specific that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. The first being... I'm a huge fan of sprite work, any sprites, pixel art, stuff like that, because the amount of dedication it comes to making things with limited resources, I find more impressive than like when someone just has like, oh, I I did this in Illustrator because I have all the power of God to make whatever I want. It's like, okay, that's cool. Now show me what happens if you're limited by your color palette (laughs) and the amount of dots you can put on the screen. And this game did great things. The forests look beautiful. Uh, the fact that they made every evolution work with every other evolution and body part. So right, and I don't, I don't, I'm, I still haven't looked up how it's done. I don't think they have a sprite saved for every combination because that would be an obscene amount of memory. But it's possible they may also just be overlaying it. But I, that's one of those things I have to look it up. Um, yep. But that impressed me. One minor technical detail that impressed me was Gaia's hair. You know, I am Gaia, what she says every single time she talks to you. Um, Mm -hmm. Gaia's hair has this cloud texture passing through it. And it's it's kind of a simple thing, but doing it in a pixel game is a little bit difficult. And it looks really pretty. And it gives you this feeling that she is some mythical being. And I I like it. That's true. It was kind of nice. And just... Visually, it was a beautiful game. Yeah. Nope. I I agree. I, I like the game a lot. Now. So. Oh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the real question is, would I, given more time, play through and beat this? The answer is maybe. <laughs> okay. But. Would you, would you like to see a true sequel? I would like to see day. a true sequel. A really good one. Okay. Oh. Me too. 
side note, I want to point out the boss. That the boss theme music sounds a, very similar to a, a few existing Final Fantasy boss tracks. Go give it a listen sometime, oh. and it sounds very Final Fantasy. <laughs> I never considered that, but hey. I mean, it's Enix, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, it it does. Um, so that's EVO. So yeah, what yeah, are we yeah. doing next month? So next month we are playing a game that luckily is available for people who have um, pretty much any system. Computers. Yeah. yeah. Computers. Uh, it's available on Xbone. It's available on PS4. Maybe PS3 as well. I couldn't find an answer for that. It's called Rebel Galaxy. And uh, should I give a, a basic blurb for people? or? Uh. Uh, yeah, you're basically a space cowboy pirate thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, space cowboy pirate merchant trader, many things, space shooting things, if you want to. You control a ship. Yep. Uh, it's available, like I said, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. I advise playing along with, it's a good time. It is relatively cheap. I think it was, what, $20? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I picked it up for twenty. Uh, it's important to note if you're like me and you don't like Steam, it's also on Good Old Games. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, that's where I picked it up as Good Old Games. Uh, so. In case you're not aware of that, it's GOG.com. Right, and they have a lot of fun stuff. Yep. I've also been playing Dungeon Keeper Two on there. Ooh, I, I have a <laughs> I have a self-imposed challenge. I'm going to go do some time, but not until I yeah. beat Rebel Galaxy. I'm going to try playing through all the Ultima games. Ooh, wish okay. me luck. Yeah, those are those are rough. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, I think that about wraps us up. Thanks for joining us on this side quest, folks. Uh, this is Fortuan. You can find me at Hunter's Hub Pod and Toaster. Where we're going to see you on that quest. Uh, you can find me at Toasty Smiles on the Twitters, and you can also find me eating copious amounts of other animals in an attempt to forcefully evolve myself. We'll see. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that a little too much, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we can stop.